Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. My name is Layla and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today and we thank you for another lovely and blessed opportunity to come together in your word, Lord, and in your presence, God. We ask that you will minister to each and every one of us what you'll have for us, Lord. Minister to the listeners, Lord, and bless them as they go about their day, Lord. Bless them in their homes and their schools and wherever you're sending them, Lord. And we just thank you for that. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue studying out the Word and our discussion in the book of Acts. So we are in chapter 23 and still discussing verses 1 through 10. So I'd just like to encourage you now, if you're just joining us or if you are joining us again, to mm-hmm. take this time and opportunity to read through that section of Scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. And now the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you might have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, honey, honey. Okay, so when we first read through um, chapter 23, it, I... I really enjoy seeing that, you know, the people in the Bible are real people. They're not just um, perfect figures, you know, Mm -hmm. either they're the the hero or they're the villain. It's not the case, but they're people and they experience things just like we do. And so when I, I... we read through the part of the, like the first few verses where (laughs) Paul got smacked and then, you know, he responded and, you know, it, it just reminded me, like, there are times where we're walking with the Holy Spirit and we're like in tune, we're on his, we're right on his heels and we're right in step with him. But something unexpected happens, like somebody smacks your face that, and you were like, what? You know, and it, it caught him off guard in, in some ways. And then, you know, he responded. Now, what he said wasn't a lie. I mean, he he responded with the truth. This is, you're pretending to, to know God, but you have nothing to do with him and you're you're violating the law while you're trying to uphold it basically was what he was saying here. But the moment that he found out that he missed something in that, well, he was, you know, he was talking to the um, high priest, the high priest and the people. He didn't realize it was the high priest. So he had something that he needed to correct. And, you know, whether the Lord commissioned him to say that or not, right. Typically when the Lord commissions us, there's no reason to repent. Correct. Yes. yes. Okay. So that's how we, we can track our progress and how we're walking mm-hmm. in line with him. But the moment he found out something was wrong, that he, you know, he let his toes get off, off track or he let his mouth get out of line, whatever it was, he repented quickly. He didn't stand on pomp. He wasn't prideful. He said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. And here's what the word says about that. So I, I loved I love seeing that because it encourages me. There are times where I'm like right in tune with the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, the next second I'm like, oh, I missed you on that, Lord. I'm sorry. 
you know, somebody su- surprised me and smacked my face, if you will, with something. Or maybe I had a little too much fun and I had to go back and go, oh, let me correct that. I, I misstated the word. But when a problem arises, when we get off track with the Lord, don't veer further off track. You know, Paul didn't dig his heels in and go, well, you shouldn't have slapped me. You know, he didn't continue to insist upon his way, but he readily acknowledged where there was need for correction in his own life. And even though the people were mis, they were manipulating the word because they were violating the word of God in order to quote unquote, uphold the word of God. And they were entirely wrong and persecuting him unjustly. They were entirely wrong. That didn't matter to Paul. All that mattered was him being right by his God standard. And he quickly made himself um, and brought himself back into alignment with the standard of God, regardless of who was around. I know sometimes, um, you know, it can feel like, yeah, but I don't want to admit, I don't want them to think they're right. Right. You know, like when you think about that in your flesh and you're like, well, they're still not right. And I'm not going to apologize. And that, that total hardness of heart can just veer you right on out of course. When, you know, Paul had the right response here. If you, if you sin, repent, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness because he's just a faithful God to do so. And he wasn't, the Holy Spirit didn't abandon Paul. He didn't leave him and go, Never mind, you missed it. This one thing, I'm moving on to find my next perfect candidate. That's why the Messiah came. There's only one who's without flaw, but he was, the Holy Spirit was gracious and just said, get it right, son, correct it. And let's keep moving. And Paul was like, absolutely. Cause I don't want my heavenly father to be, um, I'll say insulted by anything that I do intentionally or unintentionally. And he made it right. And he kept going, uh, Layla, you had something. Oh, darling. Yeah. So in what you're saying, let's, uh, you know, understand fully, right? A lot of times we do seek, or many seek to be right, okay, in what they're saying. I want to be right, which is a natural flaw. But the Lord says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, mm-hmm. right? And then, yes, all these things will be added unto you. Well, Jesus didn't come to, to just prove out that he was right from the beginning. He always sought to be righteous. And all the, whether it's Moses and the law and the prophets and well, now we're, we're in the apostles, and it was seeking to be righteous. So even with that, right, uh, what did Jesus say? Hey, woe to whom the offenses come. So Paul is still trying to not be right, but live righteously in this mm-hmm. and say, oh, okay, well, I've offended a person or a group of people now. I so the word of God. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just trying to live righteously, and that's, you know, for for the listeners, for all of us, let's understand that and let's have that as our mindset of, to be righteous, not to be right, but to be righteous, to be pleasing to our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And here's that difference. The person who wants to be right is just looking to win an argument. I'm right, you're wrong. That's that mindset and mentality. But seeking the righteousness of God is, God, are you pleased? Amen. And that's a totally different ballgame. And that will always <laughs> ensure that you are right. Amen. Because God is able to make you stand. But if you try to make it, well, I'm right over you. It's me versus you. I'm right. You're wrong. Then you always lose because you're seeking your own righteousness. And there is no such thing. You don't have your own righteousness. You're not capable of it. None of us are. We only have righteousness in Christ Jesus. So when we're trying to be right, we're seeking our own um 
our own exaltation. We're seeking to make ourselves exalted versus exalting the one who created us. Um, Layla, you had something, darling. Yes, and as you mentioned, Mommy, about Paul repenting and then, you know, using the scripture when in verse 5 when he says, it's written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. The Lord reminded me or showed me that it was an opportunity for the Pharisees and the Sadducees that were gathered together there to another opportunity for them to stop what they were doing because these are the same people um, in chapter in the earlier chapter of 22 and 21. Later of 21, early chapter 22, they were the ones accusing Paul and saying that he teaches all men contrary to the law and the mm-hmm. word, but here he is quoting it to prove that he was out of line and he was wrong. That's he as in Paul. Mm-hmm. So it was giving an opportunity for the Pharisees and Sadducees to take a step back and humble themselves and another opportunity. And that's something that I enjoy about the Lord. He doesn't go, well, I gave you one chance and you didn't take it. So, well, uh, give you up for dead essentially and moving mm-hmm. on to the next person he's he's gracious and he's merciful and he tells yes, he, he says that to moses when moses asked to see his glory he said that he was merciful and compassionate showing uh, mercy to thousands of generations and by mm-hmm. no means clearing the guilty you know and the rest of that but we see that god's heart is pure towards us lots of people think that god is only out to get us um i like a version of what brother copeland says he says god hated you and he wants to kill you burn down your barns and kill your animals but that's that's not who he is that's not who our god is he loves us and he cares for us no he doesn't stand for sin but he's willing to work with us as you said mommy to Mm -hmm. get back in communion with him and continue down the road Mm -hmm. in revelation it says that he gave jezebel time to repent so someone that was esteemed so wickedly, like, and then he's talking about a spiritual comparison, but even to the natural Jezebel, who was so contrary to him, so wicked and defiled in her behaviors and her actions. And, and taught others to do the same. Exactly. And was murderous and all those other things. He still gave her time to repent. And I'm not saying Jezebel is worse than Kamisha back in the day, um, but he is long suffering and that, you know, Jezebel just represents what we think is the worst of the worst, right? And she, and scripturally, she represents someone who's very evil and wicked and dark towards the Lord. But even God, God still even gave her a chance, but she chose not to repent. And that's, and then talks about her children as well. People who pattern themselves after her behavior became like her, partake, partook of her things um, that didn't repent, but he still gave them a chance. So God is merciful and he's good to all. And again, keep this in mind. You're breathing his air. Your body can't function without him. Literally, the breath in your body belongs to him. And if he wanted to do something, he would have every right to, and he could, but yet he's chosen not to. Not because he's weak or incapable, but because he's merciful and he's kind and loving. Uh, Charles, go ahead, baby. Um, Yes, as you were saying, Lila, the Lord was also reminding me that Paul is calling the scripture to, yes, reflect on his own life but also when he reflected on others he didn't just quote the scripture when it applied to someone else Mm -hmm. like we see the pharisees doing how they just quoted it to someone else about you're not doing this but But there was no reflection mm -hmm. but paul here is looking at himself and holding himself against the mirror of the word and we see that paul writes that in um various places inside of the new testament that he was supposed to use the word as a standard for ourselves and how we are to live and and live by so we're not conformed to this world but transformed to the image of christ and we can see that paul's doing that here he's looking at the word and looking and understanding what the word is actually saying and then applying it to himself 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes we want to use the word as a, a binding, a binder for someone else. We want to loop it around other people to constrain them and restrain them. But our us ourselves, we're like making excuses for our bad behavior and where we don't measure up to the word. The word is, is for me. I apply the word to my life. The word is for you. You apply the word to your life. And should the Lord decide to use you as a teacher, that's his business, but not as a means for you to confine and constrict someone else so you have full room to run amok and have a heyday and no one else is interfering with your your process. Um, so just, you know, keeping our heart pure towards the Lord. The mm. word applies to me. And as Paul said, as he wrote, that he didn't want to become disqualified. After he ran, after he taught, he preached the gospel and all those things, he didn't want to later find out that he missed the mark. Because the Messiah clearly describes that in Matthew. He says people will come to him and say, Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We did all these miracles and signs in your name. And the Lord will say, depart from me. I never knew you. So clearly it's not the signs and wonders and the miracles and the casting out of demons or even preaching a message that endears us or draws us near to Christ, but it's our heart towards him and our willingness to follow him and obey what he's told us to do, but also have the same mind that's in Christ to be merciful, to be gracious, to understand the character and nature of God and walk that out as the Holy Spirit gives guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, on a different note, um, same same venue, but I just want to talk about you know what. There's a I forgot I forgot who I heard say this, but when you're squeezed, what comes out of you is what you need to understand, right? So, yes, what happens? You know, there's there are times when we're we are squeezed by a situation, like somebody smacking your face when you did nothing wrong or you're not anticipating it. And how that causes you to respond, it denotes areas of refinement. So if we if we handle it right and we're able to, you know, as Christ, when he was when he was beaten, when he was scourged, when he was mocked, when he was spit on, he did not revile in return. Right. Yes. yes. But placed himself in the hands of God. So then, you know, like for us to examine ourselves and just to know how we're walking with the Lord, are we? Are we are we there yet is what I want to say, but you know, we won't be there until we are transformed, right? We get that that new heavenly body. But are we making good progress towards the maturity that the Lord wants? You know, for for Paul in this instance, he was squeezed and a little bit of fire came out of him. You know, some retaliation came out. He couldn't his hands were chained, so he couldn't smack him back, but he put some venom words. <laughs> right? Even though they were a right description, they came out with some fire. But, you know, for us, when we have that quote unquote su- surprise slap in our lives, how do we respond? Are we responding with our, our own venom? Are we responding with total reversion to the, the dead man that we were in Christ? Where we're beep, 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 beep. And I'm going to fight you. Those were cuss words. Um, my beeping was was to, <laughs> to mimic cuss words. Do we revert to something like that? Are we not quite that bad, but a little bit better in progress? That That's something for us to examine. You know, when I'm provoked, what do I, how do I respond? Jesus had the right response. And it wasn't that he was doing it from rote or faking, mm-hmm. right? Just holding it in. He was being led by the Holy Spirit. And he was duly refined in being submitted to the will of God and to having the heart of God and faith towards God in himself. And that's where we need to be moving towards. And, you know, for Paul, we talked about before that he did have an anger issue. You can just see it 
Hmm. by what he was doing and the contentions that he even had with the brethren, um, Barnabas particularly, so much so that they split company. And later you can see that it was reconciled um, by the welcoming of Mark back in and things of that nature. But he's come a long way. This is this is a much better response than he's had in the past, but it still doesn't meet the mark. And even though he didn't meet the mark, he repented quickly. Mm-hmm. So even for us, our, how, how are we responding when we get squeezed? How are we responding when someone comes and pokes us and you know, does something that is not pleasant to our flesh that seems unjust or is unloving? Do we respond with fire and anger? Do we let our mouth fly and, you know, and then two weeks later go, all right, Lord, I'm sorry I said that, but they deserved it. Or... Or is it the Jesus nature coming out? Mm-hmm. His character and attributes, right? Forgiveness. And yes. Immediate forgiveness in the moment while it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's a, some, you know, something for us each to examine ourselves on or ourself, right? Yes. There's one other point I want to bring up before we, you know, pause for, for time. Mm-hmm. But that's also in the last two verses, right? Nine and 10. It talks about how ultimately the, the bigger picture here is the Lord's protection. Because if, if we recall correctly, the Romans wanted to find out what was happening, mm-hmm. right? What, what was the whole cause of this debacle mm-hmm. and unrest? Mm-hmm. So they waited a whole day, right? Or till the next day. And then now Paul is standing in front of the Sanhedrin. And clearly there is space between there's distance as to not, if you will, meddle with their affairs mm-hmm. and the way the Sanhedrin conducts business Mm -hmm. while still wanting to get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. What was the cause of this? But again, so this just shows the Lord protects us everywhere we go. Amen. Right? His will, his purpose, his plan is going to be accomplished. So much so that even the Romans, who were talking about beating Paul and all the rest of it, said, we need to go down there and rescue him. Because they're not going to treat him right. Amen. Right. I mean, just if we could all understand that. Mm-hmm. Right. So here, so here, Paul is about to get torn apart by a great dissension that occurred mm-hmm. between the Pharisees and Sadducees. But yet, the Lord sent the Romans, who initially arrested him, mm-hmm. to, if you will, deliver him mm-hmm. from that situation. And yes, no, it wasn't. I mean. It was all part of the Lord's plan. I'll just say it that way. Absolutely. Right? So while in the natural, you can go, well, that's still not a great situation. He's still, quote unquote, arrested. He's not getting torn apart. Mm-hmm. Right? But also because the Lord still has, you know, things along Paul's destiny track and the Lord's destiny track for Paul and his life that the Lord wants accomplished. Amen. So understanding that, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to understand it for our own lives to actually see what's going on in the situation. What the, and by that, I mean what the Lord is doing in the situation, how, he's, how he is defending us, how he is preserving us, not us trying to defend ourselves or preserve our own life, mm-hmm. but allowing the Lord to intervene in every situation so we can be thankful to him for what he's done, right? Recognizing that mm-hmm. has, a, has a huge 
aspect to do with our mind and our heart towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. So learning to perceive the flow of the Lord. Amen. How he wants things to carry out and be, you know, come about is important. Exactly. Well, let's pause there for today because uh, there's a lot in there and it's a lot of Holy Spirit to minister to each of us and and search out the scriptures. All right. Okay. Amen. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right. I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us the opportunity to understand you, Lord. And not because we just understand you, Lord, but because you give us the ability through the Holy Spirit to understand you, Lord. And Lord, I also thank you for blessing us throughout our day, Lord, and just showing us what we need to do, Lord, so that we're able to enter into your perfect will, Lord. And Lord, I also thank you for putting people inside of our lives, Lord, that will help us become closer to you, Lord, and that we're not alone, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.